When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. nailed the second half. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I got like nervous. I was like, how does this go? <laughs> you forgot the three count riff yeah. of that song. Whew. All right. What's, What's up, up, everybody? everybody? <laughs> it's Julie and Kathleen with another episode of my favorite episode of today. It is the moment you have all been waiting for. All of you. Every single one of you. I know it. We are talking Jane the Virgin. I have severe anxiety thinking about talking about this. I feel as if I'll never be able to get out how much I love this show. I will not be able to articulate it. I know. And I think that we're going to listen to this episode when it's all said and done. And then we're going to be like, fuck, we should have brought up this and we should have brought up this. I know. This. So we're not recapping it. Do no. not listen to this if you have not seen the show. It is going to we'll be give spoiler a after pitch. spoiler after spoiler. I'm going to let Kathleen pitch it. And the reason that I'm saying that is because she pitched it on our quarantine episode, I think it was. Sure, but I think I'm not going to pitch it as good now that you're putting me on the spot. Well, I'm sorry, but you did. And then I watched it. So, Okay, and also producer Matt is here. He's here. That hey. boy just watched it as well. These two are fresh off the off the Jane the Virgin boat. We are. Matt How somehow many times beeped, you watched beeped it? me. So as I've said before, I watched it. The show, like, I think for me, like, some shows come at the perfect time, the most opportune time. And I am kind of mad that nobody told me to watch the show ever. I just so happened to click it. And so the first time around, me and my mom watched every single episode together. So it was like, I live in Philly. She lives at home. I would like come home to watch. And my mom would like text me midday and just be like, can we please watch Jane the Virgin? Can you come home? I'm like, Aww. boy, can I? Because yeah. I love it. It's so good. And of course, like I watched it. So we finished it on Mother's Day. And then I watched it immediately again. And I crushed it in three weeks like i needed it the show is like so heartfelt and i think i needed it real bad at that exact moment in time <laughs> might have been going through my own little heartbreak at the time maybe it was like the only thing that kept me like zen and normal zen raf zen raf <laughs> i was zen raf so i i do find it really weird that like you of all people didn't know it and the only reason i say this is you're such a cw girl I know. and this was like the crown jewel of the cw for a while like well it's literally i'm i'm almost positive it's the only cw show that's ever gotten any critical critical acclaim yeah that's like, probably accurate jane gina rodriguez won the golden globe for it for season one which was like unheard of anthony mendez the narrator has been emmy nominated a bunch of times but he's never won and he's incredible i don't know how he didn't win for this he like yeah. makes the show there would be no jane the virgin without without him yeah so pitch it okay well why don't you just say what it's about okay so 
Jane is a young 20-something, and she's artificially inseminated. She's a virgin, and she's artificially inseminated with one of the main characters, Raph's sperm. But you don't know him, so she gets artificially inseminated. She's now a pregnant virgin, which cues this love triangle for the ages. The best love triangle I've ever seen. But at the core of the show, it's about... Uh, Jane, who lives with her mom and her abuela. It's like half spoken in Spanish, half in English, which is fucking awesome. But it's really at the core of it, it's just like a family show. It's about mothers and daughters and growing up. And it's like all different kinds of representation I've never seen before on TV. It's really, really incredible. And it's fucking funny. Yes. And murdery. I had no idea it was going to be like when Roman gets impaled. I was like... (laughs) what because it's a sweet show it's like sweet and funny and goofy and then it's like heartbreaking and then everyone and then people die a lot yeah yeah it's like i I can't even explain like it's like half like not even half it's a lot of like romance but like a lot of like goofiness but then some like thriller like it when someone dies they always like throw it in at the end so you're just like fuck I gotta see what happens like who the fuck just died or like the narrator and some of them like he'll be like one of these people will die. I and love it. Like, Especially oh that specific one because they really play the like telenovela trope up where they show like it's like Brady Bunch style, six of them, they all like turn and look yeah. really hard at the camera and you're like, who is it gonna be? Who's like they, dying? it's someone's gonna die and they make it so goofy. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. It's yeah. incredible. So I started it the end of May, beginning of June. So it took me like a solid two months to watch it yeah. through. I think that's a normal a lot yeah. of time. There's one hundred episodes. I mean you can three weeks is stupid (laughs) but it's okay I was depressed so I needed it I watched like the first three episodes it it really only took me the first episode to be like sucked and I remember I texted you like immediately and was like this is so I was so glad yeah because I never like surprisingly enough I've pitched it and a lot of people have watched it since and nobody ever takes my recommendations except Matt (laughs) (laughs) producer Matt is the only human in the world who watches the shows I suggest to him so thank god Thank God for I have one good friend. One. (laughs) No, it's great. The relationships like between Jane and her mom, Jane and her abuela, her abuela and and uh, Zoe, like which is her mom, Jane's mom. It's just like they're just like girl power. You just love them so much. And let us not forget Petra. Petra. Jane is the best ever. Yeah. And I've never like all my favorite characters in television shows are so flawed, so insanely flawed. I think Jane is one of the very few that, even though obviously she's flawed, she's one of the ones where I'm like, wow, I would be her. Like, her life is very, she's strong and, like, badass, but also so vulnerable, but, like, funny. And I'm just, like, I love her so much. I watch her, and I'm like, I want to be a better person because because I'm watching the show. Yeah. Well, it's a weird comparison, and it's probably just a comparison because they're both very fresh shows that I've watched, but, like, and I guess the CW connection, but, like, it's very easy to look at Jane the Virgin and also think of something like Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. And I think where Gilmore Girls is A, always pitching itself as like, oh, it's this warm blanket, like it's this perfect show when you're sick. At a certain point, it stops being that, and it just becomes like the -the run-of-the-mill teen drama where every single episode ends on this like stressful cliffhanger, and you're like annoyed at the characters. And it also constantly is trying to pitch like, 
Lorelai and Rory as these two great characters that you want to aspire to be and look mm-hmm. at how great they make everybody's lives. But like when you really analyze it, they're both like very selfish, not great people. <laughs> yeah. And I feel Wait like, till you get to a year in the life. Yeah. But like <laughs> Jane the Virgin, I think, is that warm blanket. It like, is. Like it's, and it's the one that has murder in it. But like mm-hmm. it's presented in a way where it just feels like, oh, this is home. Like this is safe. Like I feel comfortable here. And it provides characters that actually achieve what people act like Rory and Lorelai actually are, which is just like genuinely good people who make other people's lives better by them being in it, which is what's great with Petra. Like Mm -hmm. Petra, if I had to make a list of like top 10 character growths in like TV show history, Petra's in that top top five at least. By season five, when Jane and Petra are in that tent, and Petra's getting like jealous that Jane didn't go to her for things and it's like you're my sister and when Jane finally like yells like cuz I love you to her it is like so sweet i love their friendship cuz it's like there's no way those two specifically is the epitome of like the difference between love and like yeah. you know what i mean because Petra's always like i don't like you yeah. Jane like i don't but i love but they love each other it's yeah. like this like deep love but you don't always have to like the people you love which is just True. such a weird concept I know. I actually think so. I hated Petra in the beginning. Like I remember texting not. Kathleen, just being like, "Oh my god, she fucking sucks." I mean, she's evil. She became my favorite character at the end. Yeah. So that's what I was gonna say, but I, I can't fully say that with Rogelio just in the world because yeah. I love Rogelio so fucking much. I think he is an incredible actor. Like yeah. I. Every time he's on screen, he commands the screen. He is like the greatest. And his my favorite thing in the entire show is his bromance with Michael. It's, like it's incredible. Like when they're just like dancing at a nightclub and stuff. So, like it is so funny, but it's also like I want that relationship with like someone's dad. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that was something I wasn't expecting either. And it's so funny. Like the first scene they become bromance is the one where he's doing Michael's doing his impressions, like yeah. his Ace Ventura <laughs> pet detective. And and it's not. I mean, it's pretty good, but yeah. it, he is just like dying laughing at it. And I'm like these two fucking dorks. I love yeah. that Michael's like not a bad but not a good stand up comic. And I love that it just keeps getting reexamined throughout you the whole show. You texted me during that part, right, Joel? I am cringing at Michael oh. doing stand-up <laughs> and it is bad it's yeah. funny but so for anyone who doesn't follow these characters Brett Dyer is hysterical in real life so I think they were truly just playing off of how stupid and goofy he is like insanely goofy in real life and an awesome break dancer he break dances in the show that's actually him doing it and there's a scene where Michael runs and backflips off of a wall and that's him Brett Dyer did that that's insane because I mean the show is also you can't forget all like the magical realism parts where like the animals will talk things will bloom their hearts glowing yeah like things like that but and it's funny because one of my other favorite things I remember when I was watching with my mom who was just like taking it very sweetly like she she's not like analyzing it like I am because I watch a show and I'm like they take these like 30 second breaks to completely go into a fantasy of them in full costume fully different set doing like uh, synchronized swimming or wrestling like Petra and pregnant ass Jane <laughs> wrestling where I'm like this was one minute worth of content and they probably had to shoot for a whole day yeah. or whatever it is like get all set up make up for hours I love that they put that effort in another reason why I love this show so much is I think that when I think about my favorite shows I think about how fun it would be to be on said show and I've watched so much footage of them 
whether it's on their Instagram or YouTube videos or episode 99 where they say, show you them. You yelled at me when I suggested that I was going to skip that episode. Right, and I did too. I texted her and I was like, do I have to watch this? You both this? did that. Yeah. And I was like, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, we wanted the conclusion of the story. <laughs> no, but it, it's like they love each other in real life. And I know like, I mean, how could it not be so fun to be Bachelorette Jane or whatever it is? They just the insane plot lines I know it would be so fun to be on the show yeah I agree I think that it's a definitely a good cast and in that episode which is episode 99 right before the series ends you can just see how much like they truly love each other and they're like a family and I think it's funny like I I can't relate to Jane that much as much as I guess you can but like I'm the same as Jane as how she cries at everything that's like literally me, me and it was just funny that like in the show she's like that and then in that episode she's literally like crying every, I time, know. every time she speaks I think that, that episode like when I was watching it I was like aware that this was special and unique but like really hearing them explain and I only knew that because I had friends when I was in LA who were all from the Latino community that was t- they were talking about this show because it was so unheard of to have such a strong Latin show on television. But like hearing them talk about like bringing all of this heritage and all of this like stuff where like families grew up watching these telenovelas together and like putting it on mainstream TV, like it really does like touch the heart to be like, oh my God, that's crazy to think that like for however many years kids had to go to like a different channel to watch shows right. that made them feel like they yep. belonged exactly. like that's awesome zoe's actress in episode 99 says that she's like i didn't have anything like this when i was growing up the fact that you two were going to skip that episode gives me severe anxiety <laughs> I, I nobody better skip episode 99 no i want to clarify so well done. i wasn't going to skip skip the episode i wanted to jump to episode 100 see how the story wrapped up and then jump back to you see know, the behind the you scenes you should watch it as they intended you to watch it <laughs> that's how the the office was too the office did the hour before the the series finale, which that was is Seinfeld an, did that too. Yeah, they did like a. It's the best. I love the, when they do that. But see, the Seinfeld one sucks because it was literally just a clip show. Like it was like yeah. Jerry uh, they, just like walks into the apartment. He's like, "Hey, I know it's our last episode, so let's look back at some of our favorite moments I over the last seven that, years." And then it was just clips. Yeah, <laughs> but I still like when they do that. Well, I liked how Jane the Virgin did it with like the behind the scenes and interviewing the actual actors mm-hmm. and hearing them like talk about the like. Yeah. It was a little bit more interesting than just like here's some of our favorite moments from the show. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Julie Julie texted me and said I'm Petra and she's Jane, so I need an explanation on that. I don't remember why I said that. You were like I'm Jane and you're Petra. Just say so you no, know. and I was like. Save it for the dance. Oh my God. <laughs> First of all, great for Save it for the dance. Save it for the dance. I want to say that like, I'm sure Petra is like being mean to Jane. Okay. I have really softened in my old age. I think Julie, she remembers me as a seventh grader. I'm pretty sure when I was bratty, maybe sometimes, but I'm sweet like sugar now. I wish I remembered why I said that. It's so funny because let me give you some, this is our episode 99 podcast style I'm going to tell you some behind the scenes stuff Julie harasses me in the text message group Matt back me up she harasses me I'm pleading the fifth on she's this mean one. this is getting out of hand <laughs> she sasses me to death when all I'm trying to be is nice the one time I was actually messing around with Kathleen and she got this and I could I tell said, okay back that's it I can't because and then it's she stressing confe- me out and then she confessed when we got here that she was actually pissed <laughs> But now things Don't are better. Be mean to me. We're doing fine. 
All right, maybe I'm Petra. I would have liked to hear a genuine reason why I was Petra I know, because I but love you, Petra. You, you made me stop talking. I, you said she was being mean to James. So I, I think know, I that know. more accurate would be that Kathleen is Petra and Julie is Anska. Aneska. 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 Oh my Aneska. God. My beautiful sister. What did you say? I don't know. I was Anska? trying to read it he all. Said Adele Dazeem. Adele Dazeem. <laughs> No, he missed a whole syllable in there. I said, uh, so it's I was, re- I was trying it. to read it by verbatim how it was spelled, which is A-N-E-Z-K-A. So it's like Anzga. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the one plot hole, I think, in the entire show, besides the whole thing being absurd, is that Aneshka doesn't have the not Petra on her forehead anymore. Like yeah. it's there and then it's not it anymore and i'm like that was funny i love that tattoo yeah, yeah. it's so stupid and it's i love so it stupid. i mean everything about anushka is stupid but it's hilarious she's like one of my favorite characters yeah. by far i really I think her. the fact that they gave her them a triplet at the end just as a gag in the finale like yep there's a third yeah. a, a brother it's like thank you yeah. i needed that little gag but i like her character obviously it's funny just having the same actress play like her twin sister and talking in this absurd accent and, like squeaking yeah but like her storyline's actually really sad like oh, it's like devastating like yes. she just gets like taken advantage all the time and she doesn't know who to trust and then eventually she just dies yeah, yeah when she fakes her own death and first of all the the kids on the show are incredible too. The two twins were on Parenthood. And I think they have a new show, but I don't watch it, but they are so good. Second Mateo was my favorite. Like the time jump Mateo, who is just like when he's trying on tuxes and like gabbing with Rogelio and he's always calling him Mateo, which yeah. is so such a funny gag too, because he's so self-absorbed. Yeah. Um, but the third the third Mateo, I was like. I liked the second one better, but I think the second one literally had to go to school or something. So they he stopped. Yeah, acting. I was like, why do they keep changing him? <laughs> I thought it was a it was a bit. I thought they were doing a bit because every season there was a different Mateo. But then they, when they kept him for the fifth, I googled it and they were like, how to go to school? How to go to school? Sometimes kids have to go to school. Yeah. Let's talk about. Wait, did I finish my thought? Oh, I don't know. She fakes her own death. They're at the funeral, but someone they like spray perfume in, in Petra's eyes the kids by accident so it looks like she's crying and when Aneshka comes out she's like you're crying for me I was like hysterical this is so funny I love how evil the two twins are too. the oh my episode God, with her the and best. Jane is really good episode they're yeah. the best like, when they do hilarious. the con they pull that con yeah. it's yeah. awesome they're so cute. Oh, I think too. I even texted you. I know your heist loving ass enjoyed this I episode because you're always talking about heists on this I podcast. I love it. I love it. It's so good. But wait, we can't go another second without talking about the music. The music of this show is so good. I listened to it before bed. Like the uh, the original like love scene, love theme. Mm-hmm. There's the one where. Raph is saying be brave Jane and it's like such this like upbeat crazy thing like when the first time he says be brave which is when at the, like the tennis club or wherever they are mm-hmm. and then there's one if anyone cares it's called Moody Jane and that's probably my favorite but then in season five they they brought a lot of it was this very like guitar Latin guitar sound yeah, Spanish guitar stuff. yes but in in season five they introduced this like really sad kind of haunting piano one where it was a lot of when Michael was on the screen because he came back, his memories are get like when Michael's memories come back and I was like, this song is incredible. And I was really trying to find it and I could not. I don't know how. It's so good. They play it all of season five. Let's talk about Michael's story because, well, 
I'm curious. So I know what team I was in. Yeah. I actually don't. I've been putting this off because this is going to be a big say, conversation. I don't know what team either one of you was on. Oh, we're on opposite ends, of course. What do you mean? Oh. We're always at odds. I am and forever will be Team Michael. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Team Michael. I will Michael. die on this hill. Team Raph. Let me just say, we're and I, so, okay, so I did that poll on my Instagram story and I was surprised by how many answers I got. I got like 45 wow. votes and I didn't think, and it seemed like all people who actually watched it, cause I got a lot of responses too, being like people dying on their respective hill. Yeah. And Raph kicked ass. I mean, it was, I don't remember exactly, maybe 70, 30, yeah. but I was, maybe not even, maybe it was more like. 75 25 it, he really beat michael's ass and i never was team raf until the end obviously but i am like i said on my instagram story team jane but i love raf too there's yeah, no Raph, issue with raf raf is fine but my thing is i always lean towards team michael because consistency it's team agreed. michael was consistently a good guy Team Raph would go through these crazy ass moods mm -hmm. where he'd be like, look, if it was Zen Raph from start to finish, I'd, I'd probably be Team Raph because I really like Zen Raph. But like Raph who can't decide what he wants to do and Raph who gets angry at the slightest little thing and yeah. Raph that like will just make life decisions without communicating with the person yeah. he supposedly loves. Yeah, but Jane can't figure out what she wants to do either. Okay. Well, no, she wants to write. Raph just gets very dark and like dark is fine if he would have let Jane help ever. And he True. never did. At the end of season four, before he tells her that Michael's alive, he knows. And they're in bed. Like, she ends up forcing him to let her sleep over. And then they, like, ha it's, like, really, like, he's not speaking to her. She blah, blah, blah. And then they have sex. And I'm like, that seems, like, very off. Like, not normal for this show. Like, I, I just think that it was, like, I don't know. We can cut that out. My, that was, like, a very weird thought. I just was, like, I, I just remember both times watching it through thinking, wow, that's, like, not how I would think Jane would do that. Like, I don't know. I mean, everyone has, like, Is it because like, they don't sex. really present her as, like, a very sexual being throughout most of They kind of do, though. Yeah. But it's not that. It's, like, she, he literally won't talk to her. And I kind of liked that she did because it's, like, uh, if the person you love is going through something, she's going to be there for them. It just seemed like something she would be, like, okay, fuck off if you're not going to talk to me. Yeah. But, I mean, some people express um, their feelings during that way. Wasn't there something, like, tied back to that, I feel like? Like, remember, she does walk away and then, like, I feel like something, like, clicked where she, like, thought of something and then she was like, no, fuck this and, like, went back. I agree. Something, I can't remember had, something like, head. clicked in her where she was like, no. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was just, like, she was gonna leave and then she, because he was kicking her out as he does all the time. Yeah. yeah. Just chugging whiskey and kicking her out. But back to this. Why are you Team Raph? So, I... And with somebody that is known for shutting people out when they're angry. Okay. So I can I can relate to Raph sure. in that sense where like I personally can't relate to him, but being with someone that is like that, uh, they need that extra TLC. I feel like he mm -hmm. always loved Jane. Just he was fucked up. Raph had a really fucked up life. Yeah. I mean, he's raised by rich people, whatever, but the people that adopted him, because we find out that wasn't his his actual parents, they just covered everything up with money. It was like he didn't even know how to be a real person until he met Jane. Like even in, in episode one, we find out that he doesn't even truly love Petra and he wants to leave her, but he like can't. And it's almost like 
he was so involved with like money success that like he needed Jane in my head and Jane brought out the best wrath like them together like every time they would end end up back together I would just like text Kathleen and be like oh my god fucking team wrath but I do I'm not like anti team Michael like I do get why you are team Michael sure I just think also and this is just preference but Raph's more my type I don't like the dorky guys. See, I was just going to say, take Jane out of it and let me just compare these two guys. I am a goofball lover. Yeah. I love goofballs and I think Michael is handsome as hell. He's not Raph, which is textbook handsome, but I'm also never going to go for the ripped guy in a short sleeve polo tight as hell, like a pink polo. I'm just not going to with like the clean cut. That's just not really my type but Raph stole her Michael and Jane were meant to be and even in episode 99 Jane or or Gina says something like Raph is family to her but Michael was the love Michael was like meant to be you know what I mean the episode where Michael gets all those memories back it's it to me is like one of the most heartbreaking moments in the entire show just anything snow falling basically with the original her shooting the gun like the, the way they fell in love they they met and they could not stop talking and just completely fell for each other on the first time and not that I mean honestly Jane is a hopeless romantic so she kind of did that with Raph too. Yeah. yeah, she had a gigantic crush on Raph. She loved Adam. You know what I mean? She she falls in love with a lot of different people, but was I think Adam, Michael was it. Who was the? Because uh, I blanked on his name. Who was the big the big dumb actor? Fabian. Dude, I loved him <laughs> he so did much. Love him. Yeah, Fabian <laughs> was so annoying though. Like, <laughs> and then I know. he turned crazy. I got yeah. upset when he like became crazy and vindictive. But yeah. when he was just like super dumb yeah like, i liked that too dude when he's just like sitting at the table he's like i like books too yeah. <laughs> like, he's just, like, <laughs> so simple-minded i loved it yeah he was cute that actor he looked he's familiar cute. Uh, he's in some I, stuff, right? I don't think i knew him from anything mm. but i think that jane the virgin did the best job at having both of those guys win michael won first he he won jane she picked him she chose him they built this life very short-lived and there's never been a more devastating death than middle of a season three death of a main character is so bold and so brave of them because a lot of people were team michael and then i'm so stupid and i hate myself and i would never do this but i was mid-season three and me and my mom were watching and my head exploded but I love Brett Dyer and I follow him on Instagram and I saw like this show ended in 2019 and I was watching it at the end of 2019 when season three came and I was like, no, I've seen him. He was in season five. I know it. So I Googled it and I spoiled it for myself that he comes back and I was like, fuck. So I didn't. Why would you do that in a show that has so many identical twin brothers? I know. (laughs) And I thought maybe that was it, but I was watching and I could, my mom, me and my mom were sobbing so hard and I was like, the only thing that will make me feel better is knowing he's going to come back. <laughs> and so I spoiled it for us. I didn't know when. So in the end of season four, I was waiting and waiting and waiting, obviously. But still an incredible twist. Totally. I like. I actually think I gasped like out loud. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, because you find out what it, the episode ends with. Season four finale ends with her walking through and, and it's like, <gasps> and he just turns. It's like, do, do. Do, 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 and drrr, like that. Fucking yeah. No, no, no. I was going to say when Rose tells him, that's the end of the 
the one episode. So you don't, right? I don't think you hear her say it. Do no, you? she doesn't. She tells him, and we don't know what she yes. told him. And then it yeah. ends, and then he becomes like a hot mess in the season. Exactly. Finale. So you have no idea why he's a hot mess, right? So like, I think I probably assumed it was something tied to his parents because that's what it makes it seem like. Because the whole thing is like, who are Raph's real parents? Mm. Whatever. A really anticlimactic. I really loved the sweet scene where Jane tells him right before the wedding with all the kids in bed when she's like, they found your parents, like they passed away, they owned a bakery or something. And he's like, a bakery? He's like, that's so normal. I love that. Like, it's sad that they're dead, but I think he was just happy that they were just normal humans with normal lives and not the psychotic people that have been toxic in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of gigantic twists, the... Rose as Sin Rostro was excellent. Oh my gosh. What an awesome death too. The cement death is so cool. Dude, everything about Rose, like when when you find out when she first like hides her identity as somebody, the cop, right? That's where she comes back as first, the cop. Yes, yes. And yes, you're yes. just like, what the fuck? And now you're just basically anyone. You can't trust any new characters because you're just like, is that fucking Rose? <laughs> it's a telenovela, so the obviously the face stuff is just insane and impossible. Yeah, the Scooby-Doo shit. <laughs> the very Scooby-Doo. I, I still loved it, though. I mean, I didn't give a shit. I, I was taking it for what it was. The show is so incredibly meta, too. That was one of my favorite things. Anthony Mendez, the narrator, would literally be like, say like oh that's a, such a telenovela trope like what are you gonna do this next and then all of a sudden they'd cut to a scene yeah. of somebody doing said trope which is just so fucking funny M- my favorite with the narrator is just when he would get giddy yeah <laughs> like which him is giddy, giddy all the time him giddy at just the little things where he's like oh no jane don't do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, him being mateo is <gasps> so good the i was only just gonna weird say thing that is that it's kind of creepy that the whole show is about sex his yeah. mom's sex life but i mean it's really how i met your mother is if you really watch all like nine seasons of how i met your mother it's a dad telling his kid about how he boned across new york city for True. seven years <laughs> like True. I guess so. But yeah, that's I I loved that. And I, I loved Glamma. Like I loved the whole thing. The whole wedding. The end wedding oh, is the wedding. The, the series finale of freaking Raph and Jane's wedding. I know. It's like what I waited for this entire time as a team Raph. Them sobbing through their vows and not being able oh. to get through it, I was like, Yeah. They're sobbing in real life. This is devastating for yeah. them to get through. That was probably the easiest acting they've ever had to do because of how sad that would have been. I loved when Raph finally takes her back and the dance routine they do with the entire cast oh yeah everyone's in it even um sophia bush is in the day because she's the raf's ex-girlfriend did you tell me that sophia bush was gonna make an appearance because i like somehow like i feel like i knew but i'm like how did you might have just had it in your subconscious because you follow her on instagram i assume she might have posted it i don't know i probably wouldn't put i don't know maybe i actually think i'm thinking of when you told me that James Lafferty was in Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> yeah, probably. So <laughs> I'm just mixing up my Earth characters. But My favorite cameo, and I freaked when this happened, was the Britney Spears episode. Oh I God. thought that was so funny. It was. I made my mom rewind it. I was like, we got to watch that again because they just stomp in and they're like, <laughs> and the fact that it's a Rogelio Britney feud yeah. is just even funnier he's so absurd i know i the one like twist also that i that i just like that killed me i think it was actually season five is when jane jr jane mm-hmm. and petra get back together 
and the twins like fake that a murderer oh, yeah. in the house. They're <laughs> scheming, baby. The twins are the best. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know why they were doing it and then I understood that they saw Milos. Oh my god, he kept coming back too. The twins I liked both times. I liked them when they were like the absolute perfect children and then I also liked them when they were like the, oh, yeah. the most conniving. I could not deal with Matteo during <laughs> Matteo your name yeah. is Matt and you I'm, can't say yeah, Matteo Matteo <laughs> you gave me a look where I'm like am I saying the wrong name <laughs> no, I was just looking I can't deal with him when he's like terrible twos Matteo oh like, yeah that's tough like I was just like oh this is all the reasons why I never want to have a child uh, yeah <laughs> like, he's brutal when he's a little kid I know but you and you just feel for Jane like you're like oh god she's like like Petra's kids are just perfect. Like she's so Petra is so insane that she just yeah. makes these perfect children, and then Matteo is just off the freaking walls. Like he's karate chopping cakes like for at birthday parties. <laughs> like he's just insane. I love the episode where Jane like starts babysitting the twins, and it's just all of the like, okay, well I won't tell so like. The, just the deceit of her like not wanting to tell things to Petra but feeling like she has to tell things to Petra mm-hmm. and Petra just like not understanding the concept of like okay well this happened but don't say anything because we really had a breakthrough and they, they show up just, and they're like you narc yeah they're like yeah. lame Jane <laughs> <laughs> they're so funny oh uh, the twins are the best I have so many like cry moments that I was thinking about on my car ride home so Matteo reading Jane's novel out loud, I cried. Alba's citizenship cried. Jane getting the 500000 for that book. When they're getting the deals oh, on the phone, yeah. my heart was beating out of my chest. Just the pure excitement of like watching this and wanting her to... Because I was really sad... I think this was unnecessary that Rogelio like basically paid for the first book to be I published. Know. That made me sad. It made me mad. I was like, I would be so I was pissed. like, fuck, he really took that. Yeah. Like Rogelio went over the top all the time and it's because he wasn't there for the first 22 years of her life, whatever. He wants to make everything perfect for her. But I was like, Rogelio, bro. You fucked up. You fucked up there because previously when Jane was writing the telenovela for Rogelio and they were pitching it and then they would do the dances together that they would made up that they would make up and Jane's like we would have been here 20 minutes earlier but he made me uh, memorize this dance before we came in <laughs> like Rogelio is so extra and perfect I loved Rogelio and Zoe's wedding where Jane is like they're not here because they're meant to be they're here because they chose each other and I'm like Ah, oh, you're kidding. Especially because Jane says that they're not meant to be. And Rahelio and, and Zoe are like, uh, <laughs> where is this speech going? I love a good wedding. I always cry at weddings. Dude, too. stop. Weddings hit different. Even television weddings. Like, I cried at Jane the Virgin at her wedding. I didn't cry at her and Michael's wedding. I cried when Michael does the vows in Spanish and, and Alba gives him the nod because they had been fucking she'd been teaching him like behind Jane's back is the sweetest gesture of all fucking time. And I loved go have sex, Jane. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Everything is just the emotions. It's like one second I'm sobbing and the next second I'm cracking the fuck up. Yeah. They do that with the, the abuela too, don't they? They Don't do. Have sex. Yeah. Well, when Jane and Michael finally bang and they have that like full animation of just like them riding like a, a rocket ship through yeah. everything, I'm like, this show 
is just trying to one-up itself so much. But also, Jane reading what Alba wrote for Zoe's baptism, and then Zoe read it at Jane's, and now Jane's yeah. reading it at Mateo's. I loved that part. That was mm-hmm. really sweet. Yeah. Two things that I completely forgot to bring up. A, I love that the twins are named Anna and Elsa, and that just keeps love. coming up so much. They're like, no one would get that but you, Jane. <laughs> yeah. And then I wrote down this line that I guess I said my favorite line in the show and I forgot about it until I saw this text. But I keep no secrets from Charo. Oh, I love that. It's so funny. Well, I like that she was in it. Yeah. Like the the cast, Eva Longoria, that's the the what's it called? We're incredible. The guest stars. Yeah. So, 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 so good. Bruno Mars. And how did he not sing? I think I want to marry you at the, at the wedding instead of whatever he sang. Yeah. What did he sing? It was a grenade or. Yeah. I was... think it was grenade. Yeah. Like it was weird. It's I dumb. thought the same thing. I was like, why Bruno? And I ride for Bruno Mars, but. So I think the scene that killed me the most was the narrator was handing at Michael's death the whole season. He said, Michael would love Jane until his dying breath. Like, kept saying it. And I'm like, why do you keep fucking saying that? I didn't even catch on to that. And so (laughs) when Jane and Michael go through that whole carnival scene, which I loved, I thought that was so sweet. The the parallels between their first date where Michael was really awkward, not wanting her to be hooking up with Sam or whatever, to them being like full-on married, just laughing and so in love. I loved that. And then... Michael's about to go take his test. And when Jane says, like, I am so proud of you. And he, the narrator just says, and Jane would replay that moment until it became a memory. And I was like, Ugh. and then he dies. My fucking heart. I cannot. Was that not devastating to no, you? No, it is. It I, is. I, I couldn't wait for the rewatch to watch that again. I was like, like, I could have just watched it again. And I'm like, I need the full three seasons to feel the weight of that moment. Till that be- and Jane falling to her knees after he- she gets that call. Oh, yeah. I saw some back behind the scenes that Brett like left her a voicemail prior that she listened to that was like really sweet and like telling her how much he loved her before she was. And every I- a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, I I love Brett Dyer, so I was really reading into the- all that stuff. And they were like, everyone was devastated when they oh. read the script. Everyone loved him. They felt like they were losing like an actual friend, like a death in the family. And then, so the behind the scenes table read, there's a table read video. Nobody knew Brett was coming back for season four. And they, like, I think it was left out of the script at the table read. And then Jane was just like, she opens the door and like Gina read that. And then all of a sudden Brett walks in and Justin Baldoni and Gina just tackle him. Just straight tackle him. Oh my God, it's really good. Wait, you're saying actors names. Who? Justin is... Raph. And who is? Gina is Jean- Jane. Jane. Okay. You have to see, if you haven't, either of you haven't seen it, Justin Baldoni is a 30 minute engagement video. You did send it I sent it to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like so, he's a director. He did Five Feet Apart. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. he did Five Feet Apart. I didn't see and that. fun fact Jason, so Michael, when, when he comes back as Jason, Charlie, the girl from the, from the neighboring farm that he ends up marrying, is his fiance in real life. And oh. was at the time they've been they've been oh, dating for a long time. No, wait, oh, I thought you said what? I don't know what. Like, no, like at the time. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. For years they've been dating. It's not like they just started dating, so they cast her. But she's the star in Five Feet Apart. I just like that he probably helped 
cast her. I didn't even piece together Wait, that was the girl on. from Five Feet Apart. Hold mm-hmm. on. She's so good in Five Feet Apart. Five, Five Feet, Feet Apart is really good. You would love it. Have is you that seen with it? Cole Sprouse? Yeah. I haven't seen it. So, me and Stephanie saw it in theaters and it was all teenage girls. And the whimpering when the-, the when whole the, movie. Yes, oh my God. Don't tell me When anything, the screen goes look. black- Everyone's just, including me and Stephanie, were like, <laughs> yeah, like just like wiping our faces. And me and Stephanie were laughing so hard because we're like, this is psychotic. That was me and my friend Crystal. We were like, I can't. And we read the book beforehand mm-hmm. to prepare ourselves, and we still like weren't prepared for it's how so much it made I us feel emotions. Good it's free on demand. Freaking yeah. movie. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like. When I saw Me Before You, I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, I loved that one. Um, I That's was big, big sobbing. So like- <laughs> Me Before You is with um, Daenerys. Yes. Yeah. So me and my mom watched that. I was sobbing so hard to the point where like, I lived at home still and I was like going to the bathroom after we watched the movie. And my mom like, we're a very open family. Like I'm like peeing on the toilet. My mom walks in and start brushing her teeth. Yeah. And I'm still hyperventilating on the toilet. Like I was like, I'm not okay. <laughs> like it's movies I do, I do that hit too. me fucking hard mm-hmm. sometimes where I'm just like, I'm so You're upset gonna with how movie. that ended that I am not going to be okay for a while. Speaking of good cries, because I just finished like skimming through text messages for extra notes. Favorite episode of the show and a, one that I was just like sobbing the whole time watching it. And I think it's one of the best A, B plots in a show I've ever seen is the Tooth Fairy episode oh, that coincides with that. Zoe finding out if she has cancer or not. Oh. Like the heaviness of that whole episode and like juggling the comedy of the Tooth Fairy stuff with like the heaviness of like waiting for those results from Zoe Mm -hmm. is just like soul crushing. I know. And just like when Petra realizes that it's not like that Jane's not upset about what she thinks she's upset. Like, oh, it's so good. And just like the whole thing with like where Zoe's sick, like all those episodes, they just make her look so it's real like yeah. it just everything feels so real they just they literally make it look like this woman is going through chemo that she's dealing with everything going on and and it's and when i watched episode 99 the actress that plays though so that was like her favorite thing mm-hmm. of it, recording the I entire think she did it so the, well. yeah she did yeah so you really like i actually felt like she was actually sick in yeah. real life like it was like it hit and joe actually might be another one of my favorite characters because i just they're all she's so, so good yeah, she's, there's not really a bad character no, in the show. she's the best zoe is like she's another one that like grows so much i feel like mm-hmm. like when they're showing past years when jane's like a teenager and her mom's like embarrassing her because mm-hmm. her mom's like in like slutty clothes and she's saying what is she, does she sing milkshake at the one part what is she, she yeah. uh, is it milkshake she sings she something. sings something very funny yeah like something that's like highly inappropriate but like really funny and you just see how much like she's grown as a person and like the maturity like they it, she she becomes Jane's mom at the end. Yep. Yeah. Where like the whole season, I feel like is like her growing more and more at becoming her mom. I ordered a sticker on of Etsy for my mom. That's just the three of them sitting on the porch swing Aww. because the porch swing scenes are iconic. A, a cry, mm-hmm. sob, crying constantly. And I we just love anytime they're on the porch, it's going to be a really heartfelt conversation. Yep. And I love that. I'm pretty sure it's Michael says it at the end. He's like, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to sit outside with your mom on your porch for, or with your mom and a whale on the porch. Like, like it's another thing I loved about Michael was that he knew exactly how to handle those three. He's like so involved where even when he was helping Raph learn how to 
get in with those three, Michael was flawless at it. Michael was knew how to do it without having to learn how to do it. He just fit in. I, yeah. And I think that that's what I liked about Michael. Like to compare stuff that to relate to like Julie stuff are like with our family. You know what I mean? Like a real litmus test on if someone's going to work in our family is if they can figure out how to navigate our family. You it's know what true. I mean? Like, like if it's people, like we've seen when people bring home someone where they just can't connect, they can't navigate yeah. the weirdness. They can't navigate the, the triggers, the things that make us laugh, the things that we think are funny. Like it's, it's a, it's a minefield. So there's something special about people who learn that and know those are in touch with that stuff yeah it's it's so true like when you're dating someone you are dating their family yep. so if you can't like get over the fact that like you're a priority in this person's life but you're their family is always going to be a high priority as well mm -hmm. yeah. like there's no like putting you before like kenya is so close with everyone in my family and i just like love that him and i text about movies all the time yeah like, he like gets it like i feel like we mm -hmm. have like family parties all the time and like he'll make comments like dude you guys have family parties all the fucking time but like he still like goes he talks to people like yeah it really does make such yeah. a difference if like you're dating someone and they can't learn to love your family as much as you do i'm never worried about my family my family's very fun and so outgoing and wacky that the minute like my ex would come, they would just like envelop him. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it doesn't like I'm worried more about your boy, my boyfriend than my family. My family is yeah. like really easy to get along. So it would be weird for me to date someone whose family you don't like yeah. or something like that. That would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Michael, obviously, T. Michael forever. But Raph, I loved the episode where the narrator's literally like, there were three times where Raph, like, talked Jane. Th I forget what it was, but it was the three times he says, be brave. He says, you got to be brave. It's the, it's the one. The very first time. Yeah, the very first time. Then there's where she's going away to visit Michael's mom and show her the pages for snow falling and Michael's mom like trashes it and is like you can't you I don't want you to write this book and Raph gives it to her he says be brave then it's when she's going up to read her snow falling when it's getting published and she's like I can't do this and he's like turn your ass around like tough loving her when he says be brave I'm like oh mm. it's so sweet and and I'll tell you by the end I am team Raph by the yeah. end. I mean, yeah. I'm not team Jason at all. Like when Michael got his memories back, even then I was like, no, the, yeah. the, sometimes you can't, it, there's so many years. And I love that sequence of Jane each year going back to the grave and getting a little more less cry and more just talking with this big smile on her face about Michael. I mean, I thought that was so powerful and grief is such a crazy fucking thing yeah. that w seeing someone who's so devastated, just go through the motions and like talking to Mateo about it and being like, the, we, you got to talk about them so their memory stays alive. I was like, fuck, man, I'm yeah. crying in the club. Yeah. Yeah. I think also what I liked is someone that is Team Raph. When Michael comes back or Jason, us Team Raffers are like, <laughs> fuck. I know. Like, here we go. Like, we were so That's close. That's how you know that these are two good opponents. Like, yeah. they, they can match up with each other. It's not like everybody wants Raph or yeah. everybody wants Michael. That is really well done. It's very hard for someone to not make one shitty. Well, I mean, it seems like 70% of people that you know want it Team Raph. Well, so being... I think those are shallow-ass people who are picking <laughs> the hot boy. <laughs> so being a Team Raffer, when this happens, like... 
you're just like shit and you actually feel for Raph right because he's like basically like fuck he's back you picked him last time like I know that you'll always love him more than me that's Mm -hmm. like basically how his mind is so when Jane does end up picking Raph and they go through having the conversation of how they'll always love each other but it's so different now like it's like it's it's like I think they even say like it's in the past like it's Mm -hmm. the past like you you, we can't relive the past or whatever and I actually liked that because I feel like any other time before Michael died it was always like a given that it would be team Michael it's Mm -hmm. like no matter what she's going back to fucking Michael so like (laughs) so doesn't that tell you something do you else it's so it's so weird though because when you're binging it it's like Michael's been dead for like a week or two mm-hmm. but like in the show it was a year almost but then like then it you, flashes forward three years yeah, I was gonna right? say, you have to factor in the flash forward which is like such a dramatic di- it's not like oh michael was dead for a few months okay like, we must talk about my favorite thing of the entire the tracking show. shot yes yeah. okay so talk about emmy snub emmy fucking snub gina rodriguez so Season five, episode one, the the premiere of season five, Gina Rodriguez directed it, which makes it even more incredible. She has a seven minute monologue. And I can remember watching it with my mom and being like, wait, this has been going on for minutes. Because when you're first watching it, you wouldn't be able to tell that it's a seven minute monologue until it just keeps going. She is laughing she's crying she's eating a rapa she's laying on the counter she's answering the door she's going in the back all while it's the the shot starts with zoe going are you okay and jane talks for seven minutes straight without either of those two saying fucking anything and she directed herself she is manic absolutely manic and now the best part about it was so they do it all in one take there's no they did it and they took four tries at it that's it and they, they blocked five hours for the day to try and get the shot, and they nailed it in 90 minutes. Damn. And I, re- I read this whole article on it because I was, like, really hyped up. I mean, you couldn't hype me up at the time I was watching this. There was I was dead inside, and this scene <laughs> hyped me up. I was like, that was such incredible acting. It was just so back and forth. I read this whole article on it that she was at the table read and someone bet her, like, one of the random crew guys bet her 100 bucks that that she couldn't like memorize it and do it at the table read. So nobody knew she was going to do it. And without any script or anything, she did the whole scene uninterrupted, memorized it and was like, instead of the arepa, she was like smashing cupcakes in her face. Cause that's what she had in front of everyone was just so wowed by her. It was like, Holy shit. Cause you always, the table read, you're reading the script. You're yeah. not memorizing it yet. But she said that it was seven minutes full of mo- like a full monologue. And she said, it wasn't hard to memorize because I know the story so well. Yeah. But it's devastating. I mean, when she's saying, like, when I go to the doctors, what do I check off? Married or widow? Like, I'm like, oh, my God. The, the, but the saddest part for me, can you tell how hyped up I am? Yeah. Is when she goes, he smells just like Michael. Yeah. And I was like, that shot me in the heart. Because mm. I love that. I love the idea of, like, I have so many friends where their smell like means something to me it's like weird but i do like like i always say it to bridget every time i hug her i'm like i smell like you i love that i love (laughs) the certain smells of people and i was like fuck that really just like stabbed me in the heart 
Yeah, that scene is actually. I remember watching it, being like, "Dude, this hasn't ended. This is like it's insane. so long, and there's no music behind it at all. It's just like a slow track, and then and then when she's like freaking out when someone the movers come because she's supposed to be fucking moving in with Raph and getting proposed to Raph, but except they're <laughs> like getting engaged to Raph, but she's like, "Oh no, my dead husband came back to like." Yeah, I know, and it's Ooh, actually I'm winded. I'm sweating after talking about that. It's so cool because it's so probably true of what you would be like putting yourself in your shoe like her shoes there it's like you've just lived what do we want to say like five years is that what the time gets four at least four yeah yeah Yeah. thinking mourning thinking this person is dead moving on with actively needing to move on yeah like so it's just so crazy like the way that she responded i feel like it's like a fight or flight kind of thing where like she's just know what to do yeah she's both she's like fighting and fighting (laughs) the best is like i don't know if this was scripted i'm sure it's scripted in the very beginning she puts on tea and at the end she circles around she's like i didn't turn it on didn't put any water in it either like something like that and i'm like this is insane and she's like like, oh my god abuela did you make these arepas they're so good like she's freaking out it's so funny i remember my jaw was on the floor when i was watching yeah. that scene i'm just like i got a round of applause it was incredible there's not many times where i'm watching a scene and in the moment i realize how amazing it is like especially something with like directing i'm not like i don't have that eyeball for directing as much as i would like to with that i was like Whoa. yeah something that i've learned with like film and TV is that we're so used to things cutting every couple seconds Mm -hmm. that we don't really think about the cuts but it's when you like take away those cuts for an extended period of time it's super noticeable to even someone who's like not Mm -hmm. someone who thinks about that stuff yep it's just like that hill house episode that i was gonna pick for mine except i picked the pilot but that that hill house episode is incredible too and i mean oh my god i can't i mean in a 42-minute CW show, seven minutes is a big chunk of time for all of it to just be Gina. And the show is so fast-paced that it's interesting and different to see this It's like scene. a quarter of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I love that. I don't know how I didn't bring that up first because I've been dying to talk about that. Yeah. It's so good. My favorite, I, I don't know if I had a lot of favorite moments, but I loved Raph's second proposal. So... Oh my God, when they're playing the game. And when they're playing the game, just because you do get like a little bit of foreshadow when he's like, I can promise you, you won't see it coming. Yeah. And then like, even as a watcher, like did not see that no, coming. No, which is not crazy. A fu- yeah, like yeah. not a fucking shot. So you, you, we obviously knew it was coming eventually, but obviously not at that point. Like mm-hmm. they're all like game night, like blah, blah, blah. So you just think it's like a game night episode. And just like the way he did it was so cute with the mermaid and then the, the, the tree, tree and the and ring. It, oh mm-hmm. God. And she's like, anybody Team got Raph. the ring? Anybody got the ring? Like, she's like, I got the tree. I yeah. got the mermaid. She's so crazy. I love she's her. She's like, damn, I don't have the ring. Does anyone <laughs> have the ring? Yeah. Oh, Raph. He's, he's, I love him, too. If Michael wasn't there, I'd be Team Raph. Neither of them are like, oh, my God, I fucking hate him. No. Like, they're both there are definitely so times likable, with- but, but to me, like, I feel like Michael would cringe me out so like the stuff that Mm. you loved like i was like ugh. but i agree also that raf would do stuff where i'm like oh god you're so drama like it's the 
what ruins rap for me and makes me permanently teen Michael was the first time he pushes her away felt forced. Like it felt like something that was just written in the script that maybe didn't flow. Like he loved her and he was like, I don't love you anymore. Like trying to push her away because he was having a dark, but that's not what you do. You don't. Yeah. And he was like, I lied. I, I never stopped loving you. And she's like, well, fuck off. Yeah. You broke my heart. Like, what do you, what do you want me to do now? How do you go back from that? Yeah. So that's a really tough thing to get through for me I'm like I don't know I'm just not like that that's not something I would ever do I'm honestly a little too selfish to be the person that's like I'm gonna push you away for your own good I don't know that I'm just like very passionate I'm just like a very intense person and I don't think I could do that I so I I would not connect with that if someone did that to me I'd be like literally fuck off yeah (laughs) like you love me too much so you're doing that no see ya it's true. That part sucked, but he did suffer for it. So he got, Boy, his, bad, he. He got his bad karma. Truly. Wow. What a show. I know. I feel like we could keep going, but this will end up being like a four hour episode. I know. I feel like we didn't talk about like Rahelio and Zoe and Petra enough, but I just, this whole cast, it's such an ensemble. Like you couldn't do it. I, I loved every time Petra was on screen. I loved it. Every time Rahelio was on screen, I loved it. Every time Zoe, every time Abuela, like there wasn't so true. ever we- a character where I was like, okay. Beat it. Like, I don't care about the storyline. I just loved it all. You know what? The one character that I was kind of like that was, um, what was Raph's sister's name? I love Louisa. We didn't talk about Louisa once. Oh, my God. I love her. I think she was such a weird contrast, especially to Raph. Like, I think it every time she was on screen, it was hilarious to me. Because she's just she's doing ayahuasca and being a wacko. And I think True. she's so funny. Yeah. No, I like her comeback. But at a certain point with her, I'm like, like I feel like maybe like maybe it's season three or something. <laughs> like, she's just such like a hot mess. And I'm like, all right, enough. Go. When she's in the insane asylum with the woman who do- isn't speaking at all. And Luis is just like <laughs> spilling her guts to her. I'm like, this is comedy i really liked it i mean she's a huge part she's the one who inseminates and speaking of that i told matt this but for your bridal shower i really wanted to get you a turkey baster it was on your registry but it was all delivery and nothing was like open at the time and all the targets around that were actually open were not didn't I'm have so it. Annoyed. I know. And I want it just like as a gag part yeah. of the gift or whatever. But I was like, it won't come in time. I thought of it like a week prior and everything was like a two week shit. And oh I was like, fuck. God. That would have been gold. I know. I know. It was right in the middle when you were watching it too. And I was like, I hate myself for not thinking of that earlier. That's okay. So really the issue was that I didn't want to get registry until the last fucking second. And I was like, like that would have been good. I'm the queen of that. The one time I actually had a bridal shower, like it was Saturday. I was like in my pajamas till like 12. I forgot whose bridal shower it was, but like Steph oh, texted me. Gift, huh? Yeah, like Steph texted me. I was either Steph or Tyree texted me and was like, "Hey, like, do you want to go together? Together? <laughs> to go to go together? <laughs> to go? That's Toonie. my. That's my, my Nashka coming out. <laughs> and my beautiful sister. They were, they were like, "Do you want to go together to the bridal shower?" And I was like, "Fuck! I well, thought it was two weeks from one now." One day, Julie came down and was like, "Are you coming to my bridal shower?" And I was like, "It was a Thursday," and I was like, "The way she said it made it seem like it was on Sunday," and I was like, "I mean, yes. When the fuck is it?" I I went into full panic when I think I lost all the color in my face, and I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, and then I, I was like, "Oh, it's in two weeks." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yes, of course I'm coming. I have to." All right. Well, we could talk about Jane forever. 
especially Kathleen. Uh, I love it so much. We might have to do a part two because I do kind of agree. Like, I want to talk more on Petra. If anyone wants to come on and pick an episode, would love to do that. Yeah. If anyone has an episode they want to uh, come on and do, come the fuck on. But this show means a lot to me. Like, really, it was exactly what I needed at the time. And it's, like, me and my mom's favorite new thing. And we quote it all the time. And it was, like, now we have, like, inside, all these inside jokes. Every weird one we did was every time they said Mateo, me and my mom would go, Mateo. Like, so stupid. Because the way they say it is so charming. Like, the way she says it as, yeah, yeah, which I love. We would, like, they would say it. And then we would repeat it back to the point where my mom, for my birthday, got me a wine glass of my... Uh, future sister-in-law has like a cricket and she had her and it just says Mateo and on the back it says Abuela because we used to do the same with Abuela I just have a fucking wine glass that says Mateo and Abuela and it's my favorite thing if anybody ever saw it they'd be like why (laughs) on earth because the way they said it we just loved it and thought it was so charming they would be like Abuela Mateo like all the every single time it was so funny I just love Love you mom she's like what are you doing Mateo yeah Mateo yeah love it love you mom (laughs) Gina Rodriguez you are my girl yeah. And I would be you in real life, IRL. Jane, anyway. But Gina's pretty badass, too. Yeah. So everyone check it out <laughs> because, like yeah. I said, we loved it, obviously. We I swear to God, if anyone about listened it. to this episode who hadn't watched the show, I'm going to be pissed off. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm recommending it. Recky. I can't talk. Why are you recky? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bitches. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, you got anything else? No. Okay, cool. Good app. Good app. Good app? Was that good app? Good app, good app, mate. That was good. This has been My Favorite Episode Of. My Favorite Episode Of is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Julie and Kathleen. Check out our show notes for all of our socials and email us at myfavoriteepisodepodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll be back next week with another episode of My Favorite Episode Of. listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.